first message today will be Mr. Abi. Let me start there. Our first message today will be provided by, by Mr. Sean Witt, entitled "Spiritual Dehydration." Thank you, Owen. Got my water bottle here. Don't want to get dehydrated. Okay, so many of you may know that I recently had a kidney stone. And I want to tell you thank you for praying for me because I uh, found out just earlier this week that I actually passed the stone. Yeah, so very thankful for that. And it wasn't in a painful way, so that was nice. Thank you. Uh, I do want to say please continue to pray for me, though, because I'm still on a blood thinner regarding the blood clot that I got. So <laughs> I still got that issue going on, but I believe that it's already cleared up as well. So regarding this kidney stone, so I woke up on May the 5th, about 4.30. It wasn't feeling right. So this is Cinco de Mayo, so I wasn't eating tacos or burritos that day. Had other issues going on. But um, I just felt really constipated. My lower back was hurting horribly. Uh, never had really experienced that kind of pain before in my abdomen and in my back. So I was concerned. And within a few hours, my symptoms began to worsen. And by this time, I was throwing up, had dry heaves to the point where I was just, my gut was wrenched and just severe abdominal back and back pain. It was horrible. So if you don't mind throwing up that first image, Brian. So this is me. That's pretty much what I look like. It's an actual uh, cartoon rendition of myself. At least I'm going to say it is. So anyway, I woke him up and I let her know what was going on um, a few hours later. That I, something wasn't right. I feel like I needed to go to urgent care. So I had already awoken Samuel because nobody knows this but my family, but Pretty much I sound like a monster when I'm throwing up. It's, I'd kind of give you a, an example, but I, I wouldn't want to scare anybody. Uh, yeah, it's really great when you're sick and you hear your family in the background laughing <laughs> as they hear you in you know, severe distress. It's really pretty awesome. So I got Kim up, and she loaded me in our van, and we, so we're off to urgent care. And keep in mind, I was in some pretty intense pain. So we're driving along. We get to the urgent care. And they say, we're really sorry, but our imaging equipment is down. So I'm like, ah. And it was painful enough going to that urgent care. So Kim gets on the phone. You can go ahead and throw up the next image, Brian. So that's me crying. I was pretty sad at this point. And Kim's on the phone trying to call another urgent care. And I'm just like walking around the parking lot trying to uh, not think about the pain and I'm not being very patient with her, which I felt bad because I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to get urgent care. And she's calling, trying to help me. So we get off to the next urgent care, which luckily is just down the road a few miles. And by th this point, um, I just wanted to go to the emergency room, but that's like 500 bucks just to walk through the door. So I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. We thought, you know, we could go to Claremore because they have the Cherokee Nation Hospital up there. I wasn't going to drive 45 minutes in this particular situation. So 
we ended up going to the urgent care. Um, we were there for a while, probably about a half an hour at least. It probably seemed like an hour to me. But they said, you know, we can tell he's in a lot of pain. By the time I finally was seen by the doctor, uh, just take him to urgent care. So, thank you. Emergency room. So we're going to the emergency room now. So we're heading off to the emergency room. I didn't care about the 500 bucks at this point. Let's just go. Let's get there now. So you can throw up the next slide, Brian. And pretty much in the same situation, just feeling the pain still. So we get to the emergency room. And I think at this point, Kim's realizing that I'm in more pain than she thought. It's you know pretty severe. And in her defense, I have to say, there's a lot of times I complain about random stupid stuff, like, hey, Kim, I got this little splinter here. Just, I mean, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I'll tell her about all my ailments and stuff. Her arm could be falling off, and I wouldn't know it for like three weeks. <laughs> That's just the difference between the two of us. So I understood her point, thinking, nah, he's probably not really in that much pain. Let's just exhaust these other avenues first. So we went in. And they did a CAT scan, and they found out that, yes, I had a kidney stone. And they said, it's about six millimeters. It's come out of your kidney, and that's why you're experiencing this pain. At this point, I thought I had like a fecal impaction or something. I didn't know what was going on because I was constipated. It was just a mess. So they, I was sent home with some pain meds, and they set up an appointment for me to go to the urologist the next day. And I don't have any history of... Uh, kidney stones in the family. Uh, nobody else in the family's had any. I asked my brother. He's like, no, I've never experienced that. Hope I don't. So they pretty much figured out that it was my diet and lack of the consumption of water. So I wasn't drinking enough water. I was lucky to drink maybe 20 ounces of water a day. Uh, drink a lot of iced tea also, which is a no-no. You're not supposed to drink iced tea if you're prone to kidney stones, which I don't now. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever have iced tea again. So I don't think that's such a good idea. Um, so anyway, I've never really preferred the taste of water, but um, I'll tell you what, I drink it now. I've definitely changed my lifestyle. And I've already noticed a significant difference in drinking water. I feel better. I sleep better. Uh, as far as indigestion, that's pretty much gone away. I used to take apple cider vinegar and uh, mix it with a little bit of uh, baking soda. I'd eat antacids like candy so in the past. So that's not supposed to be good for kidney stones either. So that probably contributed to it. So anyway, I'm feeling a lot better. And so I'd like to show you some slides of the benefits of drinking water. So Brian, want to throw up the next slide? So this first one here, I don't know if you can read it from back there, but it basically says 75% of your brain is composed of water. Uh, it regulates your body temperature, uh, makes 83% of your blood, 75% of your muscles, composes 22% of your bones, helps convert food to energy, removes waste and toxins, which is a good thing. It gets that out of you. Helps your body absorb nutrients, moistens oxygen for breathing, cushions your joints, helps carry nutrients and oxygen to your cells, Improves your productivity at work. A natural remedy for a headache. Uh, relieves fatigue and improves your mood. So maybe I'd been a little bit nicer to Kim that day if I'd have been drinking more water. 
reduces the risk of cancer, improves your performance during exercises, and makes you look younger and healthier, uh, which would be a nice thing as well. So turn to the next slide, please. Uh, this one here, I don't know that we can read that one at all. It's so small. But I'm going to pull it up on my phone as well, and I'll just read it to you what it says. Uh, basically, it says your body without water, and it's showing acne, uh, that you can get acne pretty bad because of it. Uh, painful sunburns, lack of water, bags under your eyes for lack of water, uh, dry red nose, uh, hangovers are longer, you have that situation going on. Hopefully we don't have issue with that. Um, but with water, you have a healthier scalp, strong hair and nails, uh, clear, bright eyes. Uh, it's, it helps with weight loss, and it can prevent and help smooth out wrinkles, and uh, it helps your skin quite a bit. This helps it to be more um, fluid. So go on to the next slide, please. And this one's a little bit uh, maybe redundant of the first one as well, but it also says... 75% of your brain is composed by water, regulates temperature. Uh, pretty much the same, I think, is what the other one said. But uh, pretty interesting what it'll do. And uh, one more slide, Brian. Okay, this one I like is a 10 benefits of drinking water. It increases and relieves uh, tiredness, what we talked about. It can also help prevent cramps and sprains. Again, natural cure for headache. Helps put you in a good mood. Uh, maintain regularity, and it also boosts the immune system, and it helps you save money. So you're not going to the emergency room and uh, spending thousands of dollars. So that's just kind of a little bit of what I wanted to show you as far as the benefits of drinking water. So looking at these slides, you can see how important water is and how much we need it. For our bodies to function correctly and eliminate waste. Uh, the major difference I have noticed is, like I said, I rarely get heartburn anymore. I sleep so much better. Uh, seem a little bit more productive at work as well, not getting tired as much. And because of these recent health issues and uh, Pentecost just passing this past Sunday, it uh, got me thinking that if we need water on a physical level to not be dehydrated, how much more important is this for us to be spiritually to not be spiritually dehydrated. So I'd like to look at some scriptures that talk about the water compared to the Holy Spirit. So if you're following along in your Bible, I need you to turn to John 7, verses 37 through 39. On the last day, the last great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And this happened during the Feast of Tabernacles. This was on the last day of the feast that uh, Jesus went up and was talking to them. Because on the last day of the feast, uh, the priest would pour the water out before the altar with the, the golden uh, pitcher. And I found a devotional that I like, that I'd like to read to you, uh, by Kurt Sells. Uh, I found this on the internet, and he just says, uh, here's some sound advice. First of all, drink more water. A person can live for 60 days without food, which is pretty amazing. But without water, you'll be lucky to live more than three days. 
So you really have to have water. We depend on it for, for living. We know how to plant. We know how a plant can droop and die without water. How much more our physical bodies are going to need the water like a plant does. Uh, the New Testament uses water as an image of the Holy Spirit. And like I mentioned, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, the setting described in John 7, a priest would use a golden pitcher to draw water from the well of Siloam and pour it out over the foot of the altar where worshipers sang the Hail of praise and thanksgiving from Psalms chapter 113 through chapter 118 on this particular occasion. Also in John 7, over the din of the crowd, Jesus announces the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water represent the Holy Spirit's presence and power poured out over Jesus' followers. The Spirit's presence points to his cleansing and sanctifying work in the hearts of God's children. The Spirit's power points to the spiritual ability to know fellow, excuse me, to know and follow and glorify Jesus and to participate in his coming kingdom. The Spirit's presence and power flow out of the believer's heart like water in a parched world. And that was the, let's see, there's part, a little bit more of the devotional. By all means, for your physical health, he says, drink more water. But for eternal health, accepting the refreshing spiritual presence and power of the Holy Spirit in your life today and always. Holy Spirit, fill our lives with your presence and power today so that you your love may flow from our hearts like streams of water in a dry and thirsty land. Amen. And that was his devotional. What I liked about his devotional is he mentioned the Spirit's presence and power flowing out of the believer's heart like water in a parched world. It's a transformation. Okay, so now I'd like to go to John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. Uh, for some, see some more examples of how water is used in Scripture to represent the Holy Spirit. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for the disciples have gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then will you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks from this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that shall be given to him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give you, you will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Let's go on to some more scriptures that go into speaking more about the Holy Spirit and water. Isaiah 44 verse 3. For I pour out water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offering, on your offspring. And we're going to go to John 4, verses 14. 
But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Another scripture talking about that it's a blessing to us that we'll have everlasting life. So as you can see from the scriptures how the Holy Spirit is compared to water, which is essential to our survival. On a physical level, and how even more important it is to have God's blessing of the Holy Spirit flowing through us for our spiritual survival. Just like water helps prevent a kidney stone, God's Holy Spirit helps cleanse us. Let's go to Romans 8, verses 1 through 17 to further examine this. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because a carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the laws of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed your spirit... Indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life in your immortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. We need God's Spirit to be his. The Holy Spirit is what hydrates us. It transforms us. Let's go to Ezekiel 36, verses 23 through 28. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst, and the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God. When I am hallowed in you before their eyes, for I will take you from among the nations, gather you, out of all the countries, and I will bring you to your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and they shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. I will put in a new spirit within you, a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and I will keep my judgments and do the, for those that keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land, and I will give to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. You know, like Matt Steele mentioned in his message on Pentecost, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to change. But we don't need to be perfect before we're baptized to receive the Holy Spirit. Just a willingness and a desire to want to change and accept Jesus as our Savior. We cannot be spiritually dehydrated. 
God's Spirit transforms us, it makes us bold. We need God's Holy Spirit to be able to change and be like Him. Just like drinking water transforms our physical body. When we are baptized and we came out of that watery grave, and having our sins forgiven and washed away, and with having hands laid upon us, we received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. It transformed us. We have to be using and taking, we have to make sure we're not taking the Holy Spirit for granted. Because we can lose it and we become spiritually dehydrated. So in conclusion, I'd like to show the last two slides as a reminder of how great and wonderful the force the water is. If you want to go ahead and put that first one up, Brian. I just think this is pretty cool. It's like God's Holy Spirit just poured down upon us. It's like a waterfall. Go ahead and throw the next one up, Brian. And I like this as well. The power of God is coming, and it's like a flood. He just floods us with his blessings and his help when we need it. We just need to make sure we're connected with him and utilizing his Holy Spirit and asking for more of it when we are having trouble and in doubt or need help, we need to be praying and asking for God to revive us and fill us with his Holy Spirit to rehydrate us. You know, it's amazing how water can cut through a rock like the Grand Canyon. It's pretty amazing how that was all cut through. And uh, I think of how the, when the flood flooded the world as well, uh, these are powerful reminders that the earth was cleansed at that time. And it's just powerful reminders of how powerful the Holy Spirit is and how we need to use it within our lives. So just a reminder, just like staying properly, dehyd staying properly hydrated of water, we need to be seeking and asking God to keep us and help us to remain spiritually hydrated at all times with his Holy Spirit.